In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Saturday of the third week in ordinary time of the church is here. Today being the 27th day of January 2024, let us invite the Holy Spirit to come dwell with us. Holy Spirit, Lord of light, from the clear celestial height, thy beaming radiance give. Come, the Father of the poor, come with treasures that endure, come, the light of all the Dear friends in Christ, the title of my homily today is He is the God of justice and of compassion. He is the God of justice and of compassion. The first reading is taken from the second book of Samuel, chapter 12, from verse 1 to verse 7, and then from verse 10 to verse 17. The gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Mark, chapter 4, from verse 35 to verse 41. God, the maker of heaven and earth, is on the one hand the God of justice who executes justice for all and at the same time the God of compassion and mercy who shows mercy and compassion to his own people who truly humble themselves, acknowledge their flaws and seek his mercy. In the instance of his justice, he demonstrates his wrath and his might. In the instance of his compassion and mercy, he shows forth his power to save, to bless. Dear children of God, we are people who are potential beneficiaries of the mercy and the compassion of God. If we are remorseful, acknowledge our short force, and seek his mercy, we also stand to suffer the power of his might, the power of his might, when we fail to accept our faults, take responsibility for our sins, and seek his mercy. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in the first reading today, David committed a great atrocity, a great evil, a great sacrilege by taking the wife of Uriah and having Uriah killed at war. And God sent the prophet Nathan to him to pronounce his judgment. And was was the judgment. He says, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, none therefore his sword shall never depart from your house, 
because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. But upon the repentance of David, he is sincere and humble, penance, and cry for God's mercy for the fact that he acknowledged his fault and accepted responsibility for his sins rather than blaming it on people, on circumstances, on other factors. God had compassion on him and sent the prophet Nathan, Nathan to him again to make a pronouncement. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. The Lord also has put away your sins. You shall not die. Dear friend in Christ, I don't know what sin you have committed that makes you think God has refused to forgive you. I don't know what evil you have committed that makes you think you can no longer return to God. This one is too grievous to seek the face of God. I don't know the state of life you find yourself that you are procrastinating your return to the Lord. That is only what will make you suffer the wrath and the anger of God for the wages of sin is death. But true repentance will bring you an encounter of God's mercy and compassion. For God is not delighted in seeing you perish in sin. This is what played out today, even in the gospel. The apostles, when faced with this great storm, recognized that they have with them a God who is compassionate and merciful, who cares about their faith, who cares about their life, who cares about their survival, who cares about their future, who cares about their family. And so they ran to him, even when they saw him asleep, they didn't just let go of him. They woke him up and said to him, do you not care that we perish? Do you not care that the storm of poverty, the storm of misunderstanding, the storm of family crisis is becoming too overwhelming for me and my family? The storm of bad governance, the storm of insecurity is taking over my nation. Do you not care? That the storm of joblessness is taking over my life. The storm of faith relationship is taking over my life. If only we can run to God. Rather than running from pillar to pole. Running to men. Running to embassies. Running to political institutions.
running to human institutions, running to deity shrines, men and women who purportedly operate in the name of God but are not of God. If only we can sincerely, in humility, return to the Lord and seek His face. He's more than too compassionate, loving and caring towards us to salvage us. And with this step they took, Jesus demonstrated that He really cares. And He said, Peace be still. Immediately, the stormy water became still, became calm, became peaceful. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, you only need a statement from Christ, your loving master, your caring brother, and your compassionate father for every storm around you to become still, for every sin you've committed to be forgiven, for every stain upon you to be cleansed, for every guilty conscience that has been haunting you, the guilt of the past that has been haunting you, leaving a scar on your soul, on your memory, can to be healed and healed permanently. And so, beloved children of God, let us take advantage of the compassionate and merciful nature of our God and be healed, be saved, be delivered, and be blessed even in the midst of the troubles and the challenges of this world and of life. Above all, let us remember that no matter how much we have wandered away in sin, God is still ready to show us mercy. For the mercy of God is greater than the sins of the whole world put together, notwithstanding the fact that his justice will not relent if we fail to return to him in sincerity of heart. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.